0: We need a catchphrase, Keegan.
1: I don't think we do. I
0: think we do. I think it's lacking. I think we would have uh, I think we'd have we would have over a billion listeners and over a trillion watchers if we just had a catchphrase.
1: I'm putting my foot down and saying we would have even less listeners and watchers if we got one. Okay. Because I'll people would find boring. our catchphrase boring and contrite.
0: And a terrible way to start a podcast—that's for sure.
1: Exactly. Who starts with a pod with a with a catchphrase?
0: Yeah, that makes instead no sense. Instead of the name
1: of the, the podcast.
0: Uh, speaking of which, great segue. We are the dumb comic book creators. I am Eric Schwartz, accompanied by a piano. Well, no, a, 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 an actual person whose name is Keegan. Keegan. Yes. Yes. Hi. Hi. Uh, Today we have a special treat for you. Uh, Keegan, would you like to
1: introduce our guest? Uh, Yeah, this is an artist and comic colorist named Cassie Grob. Haas, is that right, Cassie?
2: Yeah, Haas.
1: Cassie Haas, Grob. Cassie Grob Haas, is it?
2: Grob Haas.
1: Grob. Okay. (laughs) Grob Haas, is that correct? Grob
0: Haas. It sounds like a German, like electric song,
1: Grob, Grobe Grobhas, Grob. Grobe. Okay. Uh Everyone will remember your name at least now, if we Great. sing it enough times. Or else,
0: <laughs> and by the time we're done, I'll be remix, remix it at least three different songs. I
1: met Cassie uh, in art school, and Great. she is an outstanding illustrator. Um, she did animation in grad school uh but she's currently drawing comics and we just wanted to talk to her about drawing and coloring comics and what that's like so how's it going cassie
2: i'm good how are you guys doing
1: swell
0: keegan's
1: doing fantastic uh, ask that again i i gotta close this door hold on ask again in a second okay. okay all right let's let's start over from uh how are you doing <laughs> wait
2: he, I, eric need a second too
1: <laughs> we're not we're not used to tuesdays <laughs> we we don't do tuesdays tuesdays are too early in the week we need to be exhausted from a full week work week before we podcast <laughs> Okay, we're right. gonna we're gonna start over from how are you doing? Okay. Or we could start over from we need a we need a catchphrase.
0: No, I think we need a good intro.
1: <laughs> okay. So how are you doing, Cassie?
2: I am super great. How are let you me, doing? Let me let me do
1: that again. Hold on. Three, two, one. How are you doing, Cassie?
2: Getting progressively worse. <laughs>
1: progressively worse why
0: this is our 15th try getting that super question
1: that's why keegan okay yeah we're very professional here on dumb comic creators yeah we don't ever
0: laugh or make jokes you
1: can tell from the title of our podcast so i how did you get into illustration
2: um i started drawing really you know whenever kids start drawing but i went to undergrad and got a bachelor's and uh that was part of my um area of concentration so i've been drawing on purpose for a while
1: okay. almost 10 years and um tell us about how like what what's your normal wheelhouse uh before you got into comics
2: yeah so i started off with Actually, really, a lot of printmaking, drawing, and printmaking kind of go hand in hand. So, I started with a lot of printmaking, and then uh, I also moved into watercolor, which also it just is really common for illustrators. I feel, um, and then I started doing some digital stuff in grad school, and uh, my thesis was an animation project, and then talking with keegan kind of led me into more of a digital art and digital
1: comic making oops sorry that has noise (laughs) this is your illustration Uh, for
0: those that are just listening to the podcast right now uh what we have on um the screen is just an animated uh picture of a house kind of
1: it's a gif yeah it's a
0: GIF of a house
1: this yeah. is from your thesis, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, that. well, it was part of my preliminary thesis plan.
1: Oh, I see, okay. Um, so uh,
0: did you expect to get into this type of art uh, when you went to grad school or was there something else in mind?
2: No, I actually had no idea or even like, I didn't have any interest in digital art at all. I had tried it um, with like a bamboo tablet and I just was not pleased with what I was able to do so I decided to focus just on like traditional drawing and painting and watercolor and uh, when I went to grad school I started doing a lot of stuff that I had never done before in art making and uh, I think it's kind of interesting that I eventually segued into that.
1: Did you have a lot of storytelling in your art before grad school?
2: Yeah, for sure. I don't know if there's anything actually on my Instagram, but um, my entire bachelor, senior uh, portfolio was um, retelling Norse myths um, and like gender swapping all of the protagonists into women. Oh cool. Yeah.
1: So, so you've always kind of followed the, the story with your art and maybe going into a more of a traditional storytelling was kind of the next step for you.
2: Yeah, I think that's what kind of drew me to animation because I was able to draw and depict multiple moments in a story with Out just having snapshots, you know, illustrating the story that I was telling. So I suppose comics and animation kind of makes sense for me to have moved into that.
1: Cool. Um, So now you're uh, post-grad school, what have you been doing?
2: Um, I am actually getting a teaching license, of course, during COVID um not
1: high not easy not easy yeah
2: so that's that's what i've been working on and then i've been working with you on comics and just drawing on my own time as much as i can so that i don't lose anything from not using uh
0: you said you were working on with keegan and you're working on your own thing are you working on on your own comics or is that your own sub separate from comics
2: yeah, Keegan and I are working on a project right now called Tiggy, and uh, so I'm drawing and starting coloring for that comic. And I might try another one on my own. We'll see. I've never written a comic before, so that would be a new thing for me to try.
0: Well, you went to the right source of the dumb comic book creators to.
2: Yeah,
1: we're, yeah, we're all perfect. about starting from scratch and figuring yeah. it out. So, <laughs> in fact, we have resources on our website about writing your first comic, so. Right, uh, which is perfect check. for me. Yeah, check it out. And you have the benefit of being able to draw, so yeah. you're miles ahead of us already.
2: Exactly. <laughs> I will uh, say it's super interesting figuring out how to like change the way that I typically would draw, like just a one-off illustration to show like a sequence.
1: Yeah, because describe describe the difference if you could.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, before when I was drawing, you know, for my Norse mythology, for example, um, if the story, you know, I'd, I'd go in and look at the plot of the story and like literally write out a plot line So I could see where the action was and what the main points were and then I'd pick the most important one and just like represent that point in the story or I started trying to represent multiple points of the story in one piece kind of like um ancient like uh medieval manuscripts and tapestries and then when I went into animation it was kind of like the polar opposite of that it's showing every single movement through from the beginning to the end Right. And I think comic books are kind of in the middle because you're really just showing like more snapshots to move through the story. It's not just you know reading a book that has an illustration and it it's using the pictures to tell the entire story.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's yeah. So in animation, they call those keyframes, right? Um, yeah. Where like you're looking at the most important parts of the animation and be and in between you fill it in as best you can yeah um, but what's interesting about comics is you can have that frame by frame still on the page if you want to you know you're, yeah. you're really in control of the time and space in between the panels um,
2: yeah and i i find it interesting also or challenging i should say you know working with a script that i didn't write and then seeing how the writer envisions each panel and you know i have to think to myself okay can i represent that should i you know can i represent that in just one panel does it it need to be two or more or should this moment be its own page and i've also noticed i'm trying to draw from like a different viewpoint a different perspective so that it's not so boring i guess not that illustrations are boring but a lot of illustrations are typically like you're looking through a window at the scene and I'm trying in my comics to kind of represent different points of view, just kind of like um, shots in film or in shots anime. in a film.
1: Yeah. yeah. Have you studied any uh, film techniques or. Cinematography? Yeah, I,
2: I did in grad school and um, my sister has a video picture, picture motion graphics degree. So I've spoke with her about it um oh cool so yeah that's kind of like what i'm trying to incorporate into my drawings now
1: so uh, you've worked on um two projects for me or yeah one one project i hired you for was death maze number one which is coming out uh which just came out last week if you're listening to this uh or should be out if you're listening to this in the future um <laughs> and i uh, and You've also worked on The Nefarious Mr. Green, coloring both of those comics. And now now you're working on Tiggy, which I wrote, but you're the main colorist and artist. Um, What's the difference between kind of like picking up that project midway through and adding color versus like starting from square one and putting it on the page from the beginning?
2: Yeah, well, I think it was kind of nice to start off just coloring because it was i i know color theory from grad school and just art school and it was really easy for me to figure out which colors i wanted to use a little bit more difficult to figure out the technique i wanted to apply those to the comic but that really wasn't anything new to me since i've been using the ipad for drawing anyways um yeah so from there- And, I and what program
1: play. do you use?
2: Oh yeah, Procreate.
1: Procreate, okay.
2: Yeah, which is great. It's only $10. I've well made more than $10 <laughs> in revenue from it. So money well spent. Yeah. But I guess I just, when somebody else has made the art already, the drawing, it's, I know from making my own drawings that there's a vision that you have in your head when you draw something and it changes as you draw it and after it's finished and to have like another person come in and add their own spin onto that vision that you had when you started drawing it i think it can be difficult and it was kind of coming from a place of not wanting to like step on anybody's toes or you know like not wanting to offend anybody by choosing an incorrect color or giving a different mood so i really took cues from the script um on what you know you wanted while you were writing the script so any kind of mood or setting clues yeah. or any kind of color mentions that's you know what i started with
1: so you're kind of so, trying to serve what's already come before yeah yeah and, and, and then what about started, what, yeah what about starting from scratch Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah i mean well with tiggy it was kind of interesting too because um well i was kind of seeing a different way that you were writing and like I'm interested in the subject matter anyway so I was kind of using what I know and what I've seen about similar content projects you know and figuring out how I can do it my own way and you know I don't know (laughs) I guess there's just a little bit more freedom because I'm drawing it and I know what I want the finished product to kind of look like. And I, I know how to get there, I guess.
1: Right. And you don't, you don't have to wait for somebody to (laughs) finish it. Yeah. Is that your dog?
2: Yeah, that sure is my dog.
0: Her best friend.
2: She is my best friend, but she's kind of a brat. My parents got a puppy and she gets mad at him. He just wants to cuddle.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, so what has inspired your artwork with style? So, for example, this clearly is fairly Greek. I know you said earlier you worked on Norse mythology. Is there like any yeah. type of art that like you're inspired from or do you take a collective approach?
2: Yeah, um, well sort of my whole, I guess you would call it my style and my aesthetic, whatever you want to label it, but I do look at a lot of older Paintings. It used to be a lot of Renaissance paintings because that was what I knew depicted those stories. Um, a lot of illustrations from the early 1900s during like the golden age of illustration. So artists like Arthur Rackham and even some newer ones. Um, Alan Lee. So mainly illustrators and old masters, I guess, I guess Renaissance artists. Um, but then I also, when I went to grad school, you know, I was exposed to a lot more stuff and was just looking for more content and, you know, ways that I could change my style and make it my own. So I guess anything really that's like heavily based on line work, that's my like bread and butter. The color is something that I learned, you know, with it, because that's what you learn in art school. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're working in like a traditional area, content area, like painting or drawing, that's kind of central to it. So it's just, my, my biggest challenge or my, my, the thing I want to do is have my line work stand out and use the color to kind of support that. I, for me, it's not really about building just color. It's really the line work.
1: And you've worked on a lot of mythology, I think, is what Eric was trying to get to. Uh, Is there something that pulls you in about mythology?
2: Yeah, um, well, I'm really interested in ancient religion. Um, Well, all religions, really, because they're pretty much all ancient, but um, (laughs) mythology, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Mormonism, yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I grew up in a Lutheran household, and I just remember, like, for some i was really into um egyptology so i was really into ancient egypt when i was a kid and you know a lot of those stories are really similar to the stories from christianity and i think that it was just like i was making connections between the stories and i was interested at like the similarity about the similarities and i think it just naturally went on from there me trying to figure like find more examples of these like similar religious stories I guess.
1: And I always liked those and those, to me those were like the first exposure to like superheroes and villains and yeah and like you have these like larger-than-life figures that are in charge of the story and um, yeah
2: they're really just the superheroes of the ancient world.
1: <laughs> right like flying around the Greek gods flying around uh, and the, the Egyptian gods with um, you know, wolf heads and stuff.
2: Yeah. I mean, all that, all that crazy, that like mysticism and just the magic of it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it also has to do with like the time, you know, I was growing up in the nineties and like the move, even just the movies that I was watching were all or mostly like based on stories like that, even if I didn't realize it at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So now we're, we're living in an age of, <laughs> we're like, they're going to look back on, on 2020 and think that we worship Superman and and yeah. Thanos. They're going
0: to look back at 2020 and think, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. You got me there.
0: Uh, but, uh, uh, do you prefer doing the coloring only, or do you like doing the drawings and coloring is exactly. better. I know you kind of touched
2: on this, but I didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So drawing. Drawing is my favorite thing to do. It, I start there when I'm doing anything. If I'm doing watercolor, if I'm doing painting or animation, I start with the drawing. Um, so that's just the thing that I enjoy doing the most. Um, it's pretty versatile. I think it's kind of the basis of a lot of art making. And there's like plenty of examples of drawing available to me and to anybody really to
1: look at. I'll tell this story. I'll tell this story. Um, So I have been trying to finish the Nefarious Mr. Green, the first issue. It's 37 long pages. Um, Mm -hmm. It's my first comic book and the line art is done. Um, So I asked cassie to color the book and she said yes and i was so happy um and then i was like well we could also work on a comic together (laughs) and she said yes and i was so happy and then i wrote that comic which is tiggy the tiggy comic and immediately the colors for mr green stopped rolling in and i thought oh no she's gone she's moved on to another project turns out it was just the project that we were working on together <laughs> and i was like okay maybe you don't need to do the colors because you're clearly like inspired by the this this your project you know you're illustrating this other project yeah. it's probably better that you just do that so uh, so yeah if that says anything about how much you like illustrating
2: yeah uh, so there's your answer yes drawing
1: <laughs> yeah she will abandon the coloring project <laughs> not a, I can
2: farm that out to somebody else I guess
1: yeah yeah exactly
0: true.
2: but I will say it's it is cool it I did enjoy doing I, I, I finished the color for page one of Tiggy, and you know I did my first version of the color and absolutely hated it <laughs> and ended up changing the drawing which I think is something that's hard to have it, it's harder to have happen if you have a separate artist drawing the comic and a separate colorist coloring it 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 might be harder for that collaboration to happen especially if you're not in direct contact with somebody or if you're if you're working across the globe from somebody that that kind of like collaboration can't it's just harder it's not as organic i guess so it's easier for me to make those changes if i'm the one drawing and coloring
1: it's definitely harder to make that change if you if you don't have a working relationship with the artist that you're working with like if it's just a freelancer (laughs) and you hired them on Fiverr, for example, that <laughs> update is going to cost another page rate, you know? Yeah. Whereas um, if you're working long term on an issue with someone and it's kind of uh, collabor- collaboration, then it's a little easier to email and say, hey, this this panel is not working. Look at the color. It needs to change a little bit. Can you fix that? And they might, they might do it at that point because um they want to get published too you know so right
0: (laughs) did your changing of that first page affect the rest of the pages or were you able to do it in such a way that it was a standalone correction
2: yeah well i drew so i drew i sketched like three pages and then i drew like i inked all three pages and i sent those to keegan i was like here this is what i have i'm going to start coloring um and then he's like yeah let's you know just work on you just work on tiggy (laughs) and so i started coloring (laughs) that first page and after i sent that to keegan and i sent the i think i sent all three of those drawings pretty close together and um he was like oh by the way you know page three like this is a real place that we're talking about in the in the comic you know here are pictures of it and like you know, make it, make it look like the real place because that's what it's based on. And so that was helpful too, because I could not only have like a real life object to look at that I could get plenty of images of. um, It was also like a link for me of what Keegan was envisioning while he was drawing it and the things that he was bringing to the script. And so then my, my third page changed as well. I think the second page stayed the same. I haven't touched that one yet.
1: So far, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the second one, I I think was a lot more detailed, anyways, than page yeah. one and page three. Um, yeah, because it, it was all about it was all about the, the the stories that I was already familiar with. So I knew that kind of mythology, and I was able to take exactly what I knew and put that into the drawing, and I think that kind of helped it be more detailed.
1: Cool. Yeah, I I love it. I like it a lot. I and then uh, when when you did change page one, um, it was another time that we referenced a real life thing and brought Mm -hmm. it into this mythology, which was pretty cool. Do you want to talk about that?
2: Yeah, so um, I was redrawing page one and we were chatting and I was like, we were talking about, I just knew that it wasn't right. And I knew that it just kind of seemed like dead space on the page. And I wasn't sure what needed to happen like I knew the viewpoint was wrong and
1: I think in the script it says Zeus looks off the mountain at the earth which is very right. abstract
2: right and I was like okay and so I drew one one way that I was thinking about it and that wasn't working and Keegan was like oh by the way I was thinking of the space jump
1: the red <laughs> when... Bull. yeah the red bull space yeah. jump yeah when I was writing that, this.
0: I'm not familiar that.
1: Okay it's this insane thing where this guy from Red Bull gets in a uh, a capsule and it's taken up by a space balloon that like drops off satellites in outside the atmosphere so it takes him all the way up and then he jumps out and uh, sets the record for like the longest free fall and he makes it all the way back down it's pretty cool it was like uh, two years ago I think
0: know what you're talking about like we described a preacher sure about that yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah it was so just amazing I was able to, but, to find yeah.
2: images so that was I don't know that was I think that pushed it and then I I just changed like I just moved stuff I flipped stuff on the page I didn't really redraw the other side very much but it was that was super helpful because once I knew what he was thinking then I was like okay I know how to I know how to do that the way that I want to do it. And then once I had it drawn and started the color, it really kind of started coming together. Um, yeah.
1: So there, there's a, and so I learned something from that as a writer, um, using putting in the scripts, like keywords that the artist can Google, uh, is a real thing for me now because I'll, I'll look something up that I'm referencing in my head when I'm typing up the script. And before I would just describe the object, um, describe the object without really uh, thinking about like oh the artist can kind of figure this out from my description but now I'm kind of just throwing in keyboard keywords like red Bull space jump it looks like the Red Bull space jump and then Cassie can go on and and look that image up and like try and figure out what the hell I'm talking about from from that real life object um, so that's really helpful if you can give the artist some kind of reference. Uh, point to draw it or if you're thinking of something specific or some specific angle um I, yeah
2: yeah i mean we've been using google to communicate for the script and you know the files for the pages and i think even you could go so far as like if there's a specific image that you're really like this is it this is what this is exactly what my vision is you could even drop an image in there and it would be super easy for an artist to then be like, I know exactly what he's thinking of because I can see it too.
1: Yeah, and I've worked on a nonfiction scripts for um, somebody. One of my Fiverr gigs is transcribing screenplays or short stories to comic book script. So Mm -hmm. I worked on some nonfiction scripts and uh, that writer actually has a reference sheet with his like actual family memorabilia (laughs) pictures. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. And then that will end up in the comic book, you know, those pictures will end up, uh, I actually wrote those pictures into the comic book. I was like, use the actual photo here, you know, so. uh, Yeah, that's awesome. Especially for nonfiction, that's like a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cassie, thanks for coming on and and talking a little bit about your process. And um,
0: do you have any shameless plugs uh, that you wish to uh put on
2: right now yeah check out tiggy comic and
1: uh on instagram yeah on instagram
2: and then you can find my instagram too just cassandra grobe art my facebook is the same thing right now cassandra grobe art
1: uh are you on tiktok
2: i i am on tiktok i shoot what is my tiktok
1: Or should I say, are you sharing your information with the Chinese government?
2: Yes, I'm Do you a huge hate fan America? Um,
1: no, no, not that yes, far. <laughs>
2: so I don't even know what my TikTok is right now. Probably just Cassie Grobe or Cassandra Grobe. I'll have to figure that out.
1: Well, let's not plug that then. Let's go back yeah. and plug Tiggy Comic on Instagram. Follow it. Yeah, uh, Tiggy
2: Comic on Instagram.
1: She's got some great images up there um, to look at. And you're going to update that with more time-lapse videos?
2: Yeah, Procreate's got a really great um, feature where it it records every mark made on the, um, in the program, in the canvas that you're working on, and it creates a time-lapse. So yeah, I'm going to download one of those, a couple of those, and like chop it up into a couple seconds to post.
1: We actually have thirty-four followers on on that. We just started it last week.
2: I know. I was uh, thinking that was pretty crazy myself. I it says off. something
1: about your art, though. I think people are following because your art is really great.
2: Well, I hope so.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, I'm that's excited. all there
2: is. There's nothing really about the story on there right now. I didn't even give away.
1: No, you didn't.
2: Hardly anything. I just started drawing Tiggy herself today.
1: Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yep. Did you find a picture of the nuclear? <laughs> Never mind. I'll, I'll ask you later. So let's uh, let's let's say goodbye. And uh, this has been a great, eye-opening, jaw-dropping learning experience for me. How about you, Eric?
0: I have learned so many a thing, and have grown as a person.
1: Great. It That's... was
2: an emotional journey.
1: <laughs> Excellent. All
0: right. Uh, thank you.
2: All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.
2: Yep.
1: Okay, so we're recording again. And welcome back.
0: Uh, We just had a great interview. I personally learned a lot. At least three new things.
1: We had an interview. It was like three days ago.
0: Well, according to the power of editing, (laughs) those people won't know
1: that. So you're saying our listeners don't have to wait three days to hear us right now.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's the power of editing.
1: God, I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I didn't know that. You're the one that edits these videos, dude. Yeah, but I usually wait three days if there's a... I I wait whatever that gap is.
0: Okay. Okay. So, we hope you enjoyed the first half three days ago. And for those of you that... Uh, are if you want the days. full
1: experience You can pause this podcast
0: wait, wait three, three days, days
1: And then you'll be in the mindset we're in right now Yeah So, Or if you want to feel like a time traveler Just continue listening mm-hmm.
0: So I learned, I still remember the things I learned But I was
1: not going to share them <laughs> Okay Me too, because I don't remember that far back
0: okay. But I.
1: hopefully we, we said what we learned three days ago
0: I'm sure we did. I'm sure it's going to sound fantastic. I'm going to pause very quickly so we can record those three things right now. Wow, I'm glad I said those three days ago.
1: Wait, are you saying you want me to edit in what you said? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't care. That I'm was gonna... a long pause for radio i know hopefully they're watching the video <laughs>
0: hopefully <laughs> uh, for those of you that aren't watching i can tell up my fingers in three two one with a long pause they, no, they turned it
1: off they turned it off during well video. i
0: did that knowing that keegan who stopped editing our videos would have a field day with that
1: yes i would okay why don't we continue on and stop wasting these people's time i
0: don't know okay so where am i at in my project i have told you i had finished the script about a year ahead of schedule. I still need to go back through and edit it because it's still lacking major details. It's not a product that I would feel comfortable even sending to um, the editor to look at before even sending it to uh, the comic book artist. Okay. But I still at the same time need to look ahead and start looking and see if I can find an artist who kind of suits my art style.
1: Okay, you had me worried that we would have nothing to talk about this whole podcast. Well, because you set that you set that up as I don't have a script, but oh, then you you finished it with I will have a script script, and uh, so I'm feeling better. Because today we're gonna look at comic book artists.
0: You have seen my script. It just doesn't have that much details on it. It's where I'll say like what a person says, but I won't have like the visual elements of it there that's the big thing i need to go back through and say like this is what i have in my mind for the person doing it and just describe that in words
1: yeah but you have a script you have the whole story down which i think you know so you can start looking for artists and maybe even reach out to a couple of them and see if they're available Mm -hmm. okay so i'm going to share my screen um i've got reddit slash r slash comic book collabs open and this is a uh a reddit a subreddit uh where creators help creators make comics um so you can find collaborators it's a good place for feedback and advice um if eric wanted somebody to help edit his scripts, you could go on there and perhaps like find somebody who would be willing to read it besides me Um, and other stuff so i've been on here for about a year and i like it a lot Um, I, I don't participate a lot, like actively, but I read almost everything that's posted. All right. So this is the sub Reddit and I've already searched the Reddit page for for hire. So when people are looking for jobs, they put this tag for hire in their post. And that's how you can quickly filter out the posts to find a comic book artist. So, for your script, what kind of artist are you thinking that you're interested in finding?
0: Uh, I'm more interested in something slightly uh, cartoony, but not so over the top that it looks like Picasso.
1: Okay, so you're not going for realism, really? Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Yeah, to a certain extent. No, I think it, I think I could do better if. I don't know. It's kind of, I unfortunately right now have the, uh, problem. I have the Supreme court problem, which is I know it when I see it when it comes to terms and things I like. So I'm not going to say no to anything just yet, unless I see it. And I'm like, Oh God, what is that hideous thing? Okay.
1: Great. So what I did was I hired three or four people to draw one or two pages. And then I kind of like thought about how each interpretation Um, like, impacted the story I was trying to tell. So a more realistic one was uh, changing the humor a bit from the cartoony one that I kind of ended up going with. Um, On the flip side, a very exaggerated, realistic-looking art can, um, can in turn make your story, like, even more farcical, you know? If, if it seems real, but it's like a little bit exaggerated still, like a little cartoony. All right, so let's, anyway, let's look at some artists that have posted on this Reddit and just talk about their art styles and maybe compare it to your uh, story. So this is uh, the first post. It's by Renan Shodi. It says description on, uh, so they sometimes uh, post one picture and it's
0: this one it's like it
1: looks like his entire comic book page. Yeah, it says actually several pages, I think. Mm-hmm. Um that he's more like um more like covers it looks to me. Yeah. So this is very realistic. Shaded and black and white. Um let's see, and there's oh so if if he doesn't have any details about his rates or anything. You can scroll down usually and find a link to their full por- portfolio. And his portfolio is on deviantart.com, uh, where a lot of artists' portfolios are. The only thing with DeviantArt is I don't like to contact people directly on Deviant Art because I don't really have a presence on DeviantArt. So I prefer to use email or Reddit because I'm more on Reddit, you know.
0: For the viewer that's whatever your personal preference is
1: so yeah you can see that his art style is highly realistic um
0: yeah and it's very detailed there's not a lot left to I like, just not necessarily the imagination but just left purposely vague yeah so i'm like so there's a picture that we just were looking at um here i'll, I'll even discuss this one for the people they show a picture of a person with their eyes open and closed. And you can see like every detail of her face. Like, even though it's close to that, you can see like some eyelashes and hairs going yeah. down. Uh, you can see that each individual eyebrow was drawn. It was stuff like that.
1: They're like portraits. They look like photographs, you know. Um, so what do you think about this in terms of uh, your story?
0: I think it would work really well in my story because for the most part, my story doesn't have anything that makes me super over exaggerated or anything like that i think it would fit well um i'm okay. just also curious about his rate though too because
1: right uh, obviously um this is highly detailed art and it mm-hmm. would take a long time to create so his rate is probably pretty really high. high would yeah, be my guess yeah look at the perspective yes yeah.
0: i it's guess right. there's for those who are just listening there's a just a view of like a person's like of a city from like an apartment or whatever. And it's just a very, very detailed, like each individual window is drawn. There's even birds. (laughs) There's birds. Um, There's a background like wooded area. You can see like the posters that go up on the buildings. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's people in the background of the panels. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so this is, yeah, this is a very professional. I would say this is a very professional artist. Mm nearly professional. Yeah. How do I get out of this? not like that. No, not like that.
0: <laughs> no,
1: not like that. <laughs> okay. Hold on. It's not letting me out.
0: Click just DB on top Or click home, I mean. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll just go back. Okay, so um let's see he doesn't really have rates in his post or on his comment with the link to his portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't see any rates on his portfolio either. So that means you have to go back into Reddit and try and see if he already posted his rates or else just kind of assume he might be out of your price range. And,
0: and then right there it says page rates. Uh, my price range for page is $120 uh, via PayPal or $120, ten dollars per pioneer. So, so for me to do that would cost, because right now my book's around 22 pages for $120 just doing our basic math, that is really expensive.
1: Bring up my calculator, it's $2,640 Yeah. for issue one. And this goes back to uh, whether or not you want your story to be a one-off story or or it issues you know um currently,
0: mine is going i plan mine not being a one-off unfortunately
1: so right so if it's not a one-off then maybe you want to go with the lower rate so that you can produce more in the future uh but if it's a one-off book then maybe going at a higher rate because uh it ends and you won't you know and you'll have a fixed budget for your book um that could be a good idea too also something to keep in mind is some, some of these artists do like one page a month or one or two pages a month, which is a much more like easy to pay for, especially if you have a job, uh, like a full time job where or you're, where you're working. Um, but it, you should note that like, you shouldn't pay these artists upfront, uh, ever. Um,
0: do they ever ask to be paid upfront?
1: uh there are so what i've read is there are scam scam artists on these pages that will copy other people's art and then kind of go after writers who don't know much about the process and like get them to pay up front and then disappear Um, so you just have to be careful you have to get references maybe if you're paying a lot but a good payment scheme—a scheme, a good payment method—is uh, pay per page, which is what I do. I, the artist, creates the page. I pay mm-hmm. each time, every time he creates a page. I pay that day, basically, um, and I pay on PayPal. Uh, if you're if you're working on a one-off project, and they're going to be sinking a lot of time into it. Um, or even for an issue, like 22 pages, they're gonna sink a lot of time into it, um, but maybe you want a faster turnaround. Uh, It's not unusual to pay 50% upfront and 50% at the end, Um, which I've done, I did that for Death Maze number four or five, I think five, Death Maze number five. I paid 50%, I basically, I paid for the first page and then I paid for the last page at the end because uh, it was only two pages. But um, I, I didn't mind doing fifty percent because a it was only two pages and that was not going to be out a lot of money. But um, b the the artist might need to feed themselves that day and yeah. like I, I feel bad for people. Oh, um, so
0: they're like having the paper like right? if there's dry something by hand and scanning it in
1: supplies,
0: paper supplies, stuff
1: like that. Wireless, yeah. Um, If you're doing issue, uh, I I don't mind paying per page. I think that's easier for me and um, you can even tell the artists like four pages a month or six pages a month maximum to keep that cost low per month. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can say as many as you can do and if you uh, are coming at this with like a lower budget or you can't pay a lot, it's uh, and you've like kind of negotiated down it can it can be fine to like expect that if the artist gets busy with other projects your project might fall down the list of priorities for them um which has happened to me with the nefarious mr green um and i have not had a problem with that because i'm not paying i know i'm not paying a large page rate for my comic it's taken a long time it's more of like a slow burning project and that's okay with me um and that allows the artist to take projects at a higher page rate and also work on my project which is a project he actually likes working on you know and he's not stuck working on something he doesn't like you know um does that make sense
0: yeah
1: okay so 120 is that high for you it sounds
0: high for me yeah
1: Okay, but uh, would you agree that the art is worth that price?
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. If you have something that you're, this wasn't my first comic. Let's say so I was very well known right at this point, and I'm coming up with a new comic book series type that I was going to. Do I could guarantee it's going to sell well. This would be the art I would like because it's a yeah. very well done art. It's looks fantastic, and it's. A very professionally
1: done artist or art page okay so um so that's kind of the higher end let's look at another artist here um oh here's a a manga webtoon artist oh this looks pretty detailed too
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so they have art on instagram instead of deviant art and you can see so my big problem with this artist and this is uh hodge underscore art of on Instagram, Heather Hodges. Uh, my my problem with this for sequential art is that there are no examples of sequ- sequential art, yeah. um, which I don't always trust because um, sequential art takes a knowledge of cinematography as well as drawing. So it, I think it adds a level of difficulty to the project. Um, and so when you see people that don't necessarily have a sequen- sequential art uh, portfolio, it's a little bit difficult to um, for me to approach them. But that having been said, what do you think of her art? It's really good. I mean, good.
0: her art I guess, is very good. I mean, it's like her seal images, like our portraits, are very very nice. But again, as you kind of hit the nail on the co- or hit the hammer on the nail nail on the head nail on the head whatever it's all portraits it's nothing like sequential movement or action based so it's very very good so like where's this art is looking at right now
1: so i pulled up another one mm-hmm. uh mark marco mark oliver studio 39 um yeah so this go ahead sorry uh
0: just like his art like like he's got, got comic book pages so we can see that he knows how to put stuff in order he knows uh, just how I gotta do so too. And he's got, his little detail isn't that of the first two, but still is very high and very good. Like this thing I'd be very, very interested in. So
1: yeah, and uh, another thing to note on this is that the backgrounds here are not as detailed mm-hmm. um, and in any of these panels. So uh, unlike the previous 120 page great. Um, I would expect these pages to be a little lower mm-hmm. because he's putting together pages and and the backgrounds aren't as detailed. There's still some detail here
0: mm-hmm.
1: for sure. I mean you have to expect some detail when you're hiring an artist, you know
0: yeah um, I don't expect stick figures, yeah, I could do stick figures. It just wouldn't be any good.
1: It might be good, you never know yeah um so let's see let's uh he's turned off comments, so there's no comments um. So his page rate is 65 for pencil and ink.
0: So that's actually something I'd be willing to go with. Because it's
1: not... Yeah, so 1400 uh, for your whole project, if you work with him. And that's for pencil and ink. So if you wanted color, it would be, I would say probably another $30 a page possibly.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But your comic might do well in black and white.
0: I think my comic would do fine in black and white.
1: Yeah. Um okay so uh, what do you think of his art on the with that I, having been said?
0: I think his art's good. It's realistic. Uh, a lot of his art seems to be based on God of War like Kratos. you keep yeah. on scrolling down. Like
1: Well, that that might just be the project he worked on. I,
0: they to say it's the project he worked on. But like, like it's clearly Kratos or whatever, but it looks good. It's got like some of his pictures have more detail but some of his pictures I think have not so much detail that it doesn't distract me. Yeah. Yet, I guess so this picture of Prados and the sun is a solid page. It's just like there's good, decent, major things to look at. Trees, and ag- branches. Yeah.
1: Again, the background here, this tree is basically a stick figure tree. I yeah. mean, it's, it's in the background. It's got no detail, but it doesn't need detail. It's like a camera lens where the background's blurry. Mm-hmm. That... The, f- the foreground is nice and detailed and that's all you you sometimes need for comic books. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanna point out when you're looking at art is like the proportions. And this is something that's difficult to spot as a non-artist, but like her neck on this image of there's a fairy sitting on the skull. Um, again, it's all very well done but i i think there's like something weird about her neck in this um and you know and just like the proportions of her shoulders and uh, are pretty good i mean everything's pretty good but you have to you should like be aware and then maybe check his other pages for this weird like a weird thing because if they're they're bad at proportions they're not they might not get better at proportions you know it seems like he's pretty good at proportions. Yeah. I don't know, her, like, here's another example Her her, uh, like her leg is very large <laughs> compared to the rest of her body. Um, I, it's exaggerated. Anyway, that's just something to consider when you're looking at his work. Okay, let's, let's do another artist here. Um, So this is a uh, user Mark, O-T-N-Y, Mark, market, N-Y. And what do you think? Um, they've, they've got one page on here.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at it. It's not terrible. It just like, this is like the, by far the least detailed of, of everything. Like there's one, I'm getting, I look at the very top and the person doesn't have a mouth on one of the phases, and I'm just trying to get past that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, is it, is, it might, you know, it's very stylized. I'm wondering if yeah. he's—if his mouth is being blurred out by the honk of the horn, if I'm it's wondering, kind of a creative choice there.
0: It could be, uh, but like the backgrounds are also similar that they're more simplified, not like overly detailed. There yeah. is like some stick finger cars, some basic buildings,
1: I'd say um, that the ink style on this is very heavy. Yeah. Um, it's very noir looking. Yes. I mean,
0: there's very, like, there's very little color, except for two of the, uh, five. Yeah. Six, yeah.
1: The five. Um, let's, let's see if they have a portfolio here. Oh, but see their rates are 40, uh, for a fully finished colored and lettered page.
0: So that's always something to keep in mind is like, that's a great price for me because I like cheap.
1: Then your whole project would be $880. Yeah, so it would be
0: right.
1: And that's with text and color, which is unusual.
0: Yeah, this person I'm surprised how cheap they were actually because I thought their artwork was good enough that they didn't need to do that.
1: And so let's look at their portfolio, just explore a little bit more. Would you say that these pages, uh, like how are you reacting to these pages?
0: Um, the pages are similar to the other stuff. He seems to have a very, yeah, he seems to be very one-style. Uh, well, very, I, I'll
1: say like most artists are, keep to a similar style. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, this, which, yeah. Yeah, this art kind of reminds me of um, a less detailed version of the original Walking Dead. Um, okay. So... The original Walking Dead, uh the artist that he hired in initially had was different than the artist that he's used since. And yeah. It's it was black and white as it always is, but it was much more like pen uh, pencil and pen uh, pencil like scratch marks, and that kind of describes me this one. Yeah,
1: no, I, I like uh, I like so how like,
0: so his drawing though, so uh, for those of the kids he is, he's showing a gunfight. And he drew the word "blam" on it in two different ways, right on top of each other, and that looks really, really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, so this is actually a team of artists. This Marco uh, Lucas Marco um, dot dot com. That's how you can find the work. Um, I so full disclosure here: this is uh, an artist team that I used for Death Maze Number Five. Um, and they did, they did a g- great job, I thought, yeah, made, looking- made like one of the most, uh, unique versions of Death Maze, I have Yeah, to say. i you're looking at this, and I'm
0: really liking the art.
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, and I would, I would recommend them, they were really nice to work with. And this is the, the artist team that I paid half up front and half at the end, so, well. um, but, and they're based in Poland. And um, and they, yeah, again, they did a great job. It was, um, it was nice to work with them. They have a unique style, I think. Um, one thing you have to watch out for is the, their colors tend to be kind of simplified, mm-hmm. um, which you noticed before. And, if, and so if you need something specifically colored, it's good to let them know, because uh, clearly they can do color, but part of their style is making simplified color. Which brings out this noir feel to their work,
0: which I think would work well in my art because yeah, I definitely. Because my story, although not officially noir, definitely has some noir.
1: It could it. be. It could be noir. You know, it could yeah. be. It could be that you're going for more of a Superman ripoff or or feeling. Or, I mean, you're kind of satirizing superheroes a little bit too, so you might want to go for a very traditional superhero look or you might want to stylize and make it like a different feeling because if you went yeah. with this then your whole book would kind of look like this
0: I, I'm not totally against them either so
1: okay well uh, so we're definitely adding them to your list yeah okay um, so that's yeah market N Y. okay so that's good. Um, these are colors, letters. Here's another noir artist. Let's just take a look at these. So we're looking at user uh, Nico R. Q 92 on Reddit, and he, he's got some noir um, images here. What do you think of these?
0: Um, I think he's got some pretty good stuff again. Symbolized background, which I'm all pro. Uh, and he's got some good details, but not, but not like to the detail of the first artist, but I, each character looks distinct and different, which I like.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I'll say that, Yes, the character work is great in this. Even the background work is great. The problem for me, and this might just be the the print or the JPEG quality, but these lines are like, very the lines, the panel uh, frame lines are like pixelated, and they look really bad, (laughs) you know? I don't think
0: that was... like so
1: are these like he's used kind of a standard brush in Photoshop like it looks like a pencil brush I, I personally I just don't like I don't like that it does add like a gritty component to it but it also kind of looks lazy to me so I don't know it would it would be up to you if you wanted to use use him but but I, me personally, I, I don't think I would. I like that you use kind of this manga style um, action lines, yeah. which are kind I of also, neat.
0: I also like the fact that like he kind of, he, so it's four panels, but the panels are not in the traditional just perfectly fitting each other. They kind of, at some points, they overlap a little bit. They're not yeah. straight up
1: and down. So that's called dynamic paneling um, and or dynamic pages where the page is not a grid format. It's, it, it has energy, um, there's overlapping, and so that adds dynamic. That's why they call it di- dynamic pages. So when you put out your ad for an artist, or if you approach one of these um, artists, you should put that you want dynamic pages because that's something that you're drawn to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You also might want to add where that could happen in your script if you want because yeah. I've seen I've seen other writers add add that to their script um there are comic book artists who will just do that naturally so it's it's something to consider uh, so let's see if he, he has a read on here um
0: he has a portfolio
1: I don't see any rates.
0: So I probably do look at his full portfolio spots there.
1: Yeah, you can look at his portfolio or you might need to um, reach out to him directly.
0: Yeah, this one looks like we want you to reach out to him directly.
1: Yeah, which isn't bad, but sometimes if you do that, uh, it ends up being a rate that you're not interested in. Mm-hmm. But he's based in Italy they have a really good uh cartoon or, or a comic school there illustration school in italy mm-hmm. um so so anyway uh, well,
0: the art looks like him actually so i find it interesting there's a <laughs> portrait
1: there's a portrait of him up there yeah it's true it does look like him so maybe you don't want him to be in your comic all right let's see um Let's do uh, one more on here and then let's switch over to Fiverr and just, okay. So, uh, may another manga artist just to look. So what do you think of this?
0: This is bare bones minimum. Like I really expect this to be like $30 not knowing anything. Okay. But this person at least can show me that they are dynamic, that they do entire illustration. Um, The character works pretty good the hand kind of blends in with the hair weirdly in the bottom left
1: on the left here yeah yeah but uh, i'll say um it's black and white and this is called screen tone Mm -hmm. um when it's shaded like that uh in manga it's called screen tone and i think that the character design is really really strong in this Um, you can see, and it's very realistic and the, their bodies still have lots of depth yeah. even though, um, even though it's, you know, kind of flat. I really like, no background. like the
0: hand, like, so it's kind of like, so the hand I saying I don't like it at the bottom left, but literally the frame above it, I like her hands grabbing his shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things.
1: Okay. So this is Manga. It's pretty simple. There's no background. Let's see what the breed is, if we can find it. Um, Ah, uh, here it is. The rate is uh, 35 to 60, depending on the complexity. So that's pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's say it was 35. So that's 770 for your, for your 22 page issue.
0: Okay, I, so the I, the three people I'd like is, I'd probably commission this person, um, the 50%, 50% person, and uh, possibly some
1: other people as well. Okay. So this is M- Mart Inc. M-A-R-T-I-N-K, mm-hmm. just for your records. Um, okay. So let's switch over to Fiverr. Fiverr is the way I started hiring comic book artists. I was very intimidated by Reddit um, because you never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like Craigslist to me. Like it, it's a little sketch for me, sketchy. Um, no pun intended and so fiverr is a nice marketplace where you can um, look at you just type in comic book art comic art for example and there's a bunch of gigs and um but not you know it might you might get things here that are not comic book pages so uh i like to put in comic page on fiber. And then you'll get people who are making se- sequential art. Okay, so then the next thing you wanna do is you wanna kinda look at their page rates starting at 50, 45, 10. Um, so let's choose this one that's 10. That one's
0: just inking your, or car your talent page, so I'm not sure if it's even. This one? Hand the draw? $10 one is what I meant.
1: This is the $10 one. Oh, is this? All right, so uh, when you're on the search page, uh, you'll see that each of these is starting at a certain amount. Yeah. Um, But it's a little misleading, so I'm going to choose this one that's starting at $10, because hey, $10, that sounds great.
0: a fantastic deal. How could I ever
1: say no? So uh, on their page, it says what they'll do. They'll hand draw an amazing comic page strip or single panel. and so the $10 is for just one panel. So that's not very good, because you no. have 22 pages. Um, so their standard is a strip, which is probably uh, not great. And so their full price is $50 for a page, um, which is better than some of the rates that we looked at on Reddit. Yeah. Right?
2: Um,
1: so then it has like a little description about the, the gig. Um, Another thing you can look at is how many orders are in the queue.
2: That Mm -hmm. is
1: a basically how busy this artist is right now, at least on Fiverr, or if they're even using Fiverr, which based on his um, reviews, 277 reviews, says that he probably is pretty active on here. Um, And he's a level two seller, which means that he's done a lot of business on Fiverr. And um, so then you can just look at his, art this is very cartoony i'd say
0: yeah i this looks good but it's not what i'm aiming for
1: Nah. what about this so he he clearly has several different styles
0: yeah this style is more what i'm aiming for but it's still i don't know if it's 100 because
1: so one thing i'll say about fiber artists is this is where you you might really start to see issues with. Uh, um, per, proportions uh, yeah, I look
0: at this person This this is very
1: uh, proportions. so so uh, in panel one on here it's there's a woman in the foreground um, and then there's two people in the background one of them is half the size of the, this this window and the other one is Matt he's bigger than the woman in the foreground I'd say like, yeah. he might be a giant inside that window. You know, you just have to watch out for that sort of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it's Fiverr is a great marketplace. You'll pay exactly what the gig says you'll pay. So that, that is nice. You're kind of going through a company so you can Mm -hmm. complain to somebody, you know, if, if it goes wrong or they don't work, do the work. Um, but you do have to kind of just really look at the art and decide if if it's someone that you're interested in or not. This might be too cartoony. Yeah. Okay, let's go to another one. Um, So this one has one order in the queue, 101 projects that they've worked on. Uh, So let's see.
0: It has a very odd face. These
1: faces <laughs> are weird. The hands. I like the hands on this.
0: Hands are good. The
1: arm right before the hands also kind of weird though too. They're kind of. They're like very masculine hands. I think.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I
1: I I think the proportions of this are really. I mean, his shoulder is bigger than his head. On
0: this. Yeah. I was about to say. I just literally look weird.
1: So, proportions, you have to keep in mind proportions. And th- it's not very detailed, even though there, there is some detail, it's just not.
0: No, this is less detailed than a lot of something we did before.
1: And again, the, the face, this is like literally, I don't know. It's an emotion, I think, but it, I wouldn't go with this artist. So I don't plan on it. I don't
0: like this artist that much.
1: So let's see if we can find one that looks promising. Are there any on here that you want?
0: Uh, I will create awesome comic pages for you. That guy.
1: This one? Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, three orders in the queue. Mm -hmm. Forty-one orders. This is uh, five panels, but you can't use it for commercial use, so you have to. So it's fifty-five per page. the so first, the first- Wait, make st- use it for
0: commercial use. What does that mean?
1: Um, that means that if you hired him at this basic per page rate, $25 uh-huh. per page, you wouldn't be able to sell the work that he made. So sometimes people will just for fun, like make a little drawing for their work, refrigerator uh-huh. or something. And so, so you could hire him for that. But if you wanted to sell a comic book, you would have to go at his $55 rate. Okay. And it is premium rate seems to be for a, a highly detailed page with a background mm-hmm. or a cover. So, and it, it looks like it's color, it's a color page. So that's good too. $70 per color page is a pretty good rate. Yeah. Um, so the first three pictures in a, on Fiverr are the artist has up, updated, has uploaded. So these are pages he he made outside of Fiverr. Um,
0: like that, I think it's really good. This one right here.
1: Yeah, it's detailed.
0: It's detailed, it's well done, and the minimal color really makes a big difference.
1: Yeah, his his art style says that he has like a artistic vision, you know, mm-hmm. like a sense of like his own artistic skill.
0: Yeah.
1: I think the faces are pretty good
0: of always done really well.
1: Yeah. But then um, you might get to something that he did on Fiverr, and it yeah. completely changes. Um, so this one was actually ordered on Fiverr, and I think this looks completely different than the pages that we just looked at.
0: It does. It's not the same style. And at all. I don't know. I think the quality is less too, which is. I'll right. say, to say yeah. the
1: least. To- no. <laughs> well, these were commissions. These were commissioned as one single panels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are still lots of details yeah. here. I don't know. This is pretty good, actually. You do, I. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. So you can you need to watch out for what they're actually producing on Fiverr because even yeah. though they might upload like the world's best portfolio,
0: if their art sucks,
1: if they sucks. if they're not producing at this level for Fiverr clients, yeah. then you're screwed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um so anyway, Uh, Oops, comic page. Oh, uh, one other thing that you can look at when you're searching on Fiverr, if you're interested in Fiverr artists, this is sorting by relevance, but you can sort by newest arrivals or best selling. So um, for Death Maze number six, I went on here and I, I looked at the newest arrivals um and i found somebody who's doing an awesome job um on, on that you know so I, I would just um you know you can always kind of like see if anyone new is is on here because what happens is if you're new on fiverr you do tend to like offer a lower rate so that you can get more gigs and kind of level up into that level one seller at which point people trust you as a Fiverr seller and so um you know if you're willing to kind of like put yourself out there and and work with one of these artists, you might get a better rate um or you might find that the proportions are bad, or you know this isn't actually too bad,
0: no, I mean like the one proportion that people might like complain about is purposely done that way, so it looks actually very really well done,
1: yeah, and i like I like this art style yeah let's let's see this is um the basic is a storyboard at $30 the standard is a black and white uh toned and inked which means it's f- pretty much a finished black and white page for $50 and uh a color color is $100 but that's with the um lettering i think mm-hmm. too and so you know this artist um Ian, which, and their name is E-R-I-E-L-E-J-O on Fiverr. Uh, They've got four reviews and, you know, it's just um, not a lot to go on, right? Just from this. (laughs) So you'd have to like really kind of feel them out if you're gonna pay $50 for something, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: But the the art's very good. The art is very
0: good, so.
1: Yeah, so you just have to be really, you know, like, kind of uh, more communicative with them. Like, yeah. can you draw a sketch of the page so I can look at it, you know, before they start rendering? Mm-hmm. Rendering is like putting in details. So most most comic artists will sketch out a page for you um, before they start, before you hire them, you know, okay. just, just as a courtesy.
0: That's a nice thing to do.
1: So that's kind of our review of how to find an, a comic book artist if you, once your script is ready. Um, yeah. So you've seen a couple of people. Are going to send them maybe a page this week?
0: Uh, possibly. I'll probably do that on Friday. Okay. Next, next week's episode.
1: Next week's. All right. Next week's episode, you're going to send out a page. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about coloring uh, a comic book page yourself. Mm-hmm which will be fun. And that's what I've been doing for Death Maze number two. Um, and it has been uh, amazing. You want to do a comic book review here? Yes. Have you been reading anything?
0: I have been reading something. I have read The Coldest City um, by uh, Anthony Johnson and uh, illustrated by Sam Hartz. Oh, cool. Um, most people know this as Atomic Blonde, a movie, uh, starting Um It So it's, ba- it's but basically, it was the premise for that, and that's what it is. Um, so we'll talk about, I guess, the plot. Um, plot is, is that um, it's taking place just before the fall of the Berlin Wall. Like okay. only a, a, a couple weeks beforehand, at most, and one of these spies that was in Germany for England was was killed. Okay, and a big problem is he had something called the spyglass, which contained a list of every single name of every single spy for both the Soviets, the Germans, the Americans, every single person. And when he was <laughs> killed, they thought it would be found on him, but it wasn't found on him. So she sent to not only A, retrieve the body and make sure no one looks too closely at the body because yeah. he's not supposed to be there, and yeah. B, uh, somehow get the spyglass, the list of all names because as great as it would be for like, for them to uh, be able to get the KGB thing, their, their biggest fear actually is that it will fall into the hand, or that, or that it will fall into the hands of the enemy, which is worse for them, and also, the Americans, too, because they're allied with America in that spot.
1: Sounds like a good plot. Yeah. So, the, the, art? Arts,
0: the art is actually, I was not a huge fan of It's not shaded so well, but they do that on purpose because it's kind of noir. So, like, a lot of times, like, faces will just, you can't see their face purposely, done that, because, like, you know, like, they're hiding in the shadows. um, you can't see that well, so it's always purposely very dark. So a lot of it, like the backgrounds and stuff are almost non-existent. because so they'll just purely put it all in black or whatever. So okay. for example, stuff like that. Um, so very simplistic. The, yeah. So even the part. So what I do like though too is like when they're purposely trying to show it, they're trying to be hiding. They purposely just do it as a silhouette. Of oh, them.
1: okay. So it's stylized.
0: Yeah. It, they so show it's up as,
1: as white on black instead of. Showing up as black on white yes. when they're hiding. Yes. Oh, okay.
0: Um. And but like even like when like they're just cause, so this takes place. majority takes story takes place after she's come back from her mission when she's yeah. talking to her superior what happens? Even that is purposely shaded in such a way that you can't see that much because again they're all spies. So they're, it was done on purpose and it represents that too. And so
1: okay, how's yeah. the coloring? There
0: is no color, just black and white. There's
1: no color, okay. no it's color black.
0: whatsoever, it's all black and white. Okay. Um, there's some shading on the basics part, like uh, for example, there's some shading here. Okay. Um, they do a lot of that because like, she'll spend time in the sewers. So a little shade, the part that you can see her in. Okay,
1: what do you think, What? how does the color, like the black and white add to the story?
0: So the color impacts the story in that it purposely, they try to keep things dark as possible, because people are trying to remain anonymous. Like the ex- exception being, yeah, uh, I'm going to point these two characters. So, like this character is a restaurant owner, and yeah. so like when you meet him, like he kind of purposely stays bright because he represents something not part of what she's used to. Like he's just something was somebody who asked her out because she was drinking at a bar.
1: Um, oh, okay. He liked her. So he's and not in the shadows. Yeah,
0: he's not in the shadows. So because he represents that aspect, he's not. Like, they always show him in bright lights, um, okay. stuff like that. So that works out really well.
1: Um. So, and the lettering? Uh,
0: lettering for the most part is handwritten or not even handwritten. I guess it's typed, but it's basic typed. It doesn't really change dynamically, you know, what's happening. Okay. Um, but it kind of fits it.
1: It's matter of fact, sort of like a spy.
0: Yeah okay there are like some special ones so for example um uh, when she was next to restaurant owner right there you can see them going in the bedroom she yeah. kicks the door and it's a slam so like, i like think kind of that
1: every now and stylized.
0: then but, okay. yeah for the most part it's kind of like it's the whole point it's like each person's not so unique they're kind of cookie cutter everything tends to stay about the same
1: what about the je ne sais quoi uh
0: the je ne sais quoi is french that's a French uh, term, by the
1: way I know it's French. It's French, so you know. I know. I'm I'm appropriating it.
0: Okay. Well, Je ne sais quoi is French. Okay. Um I was not a huge fan of this one actually. Um, I read it because um so I read it because my favorite movie reviewers who love Atomic Blonde always go on about how great Atomic Blonde is. I've never seen Atomic Blonde, so I figured I'll just go right to the beginning of the source, which is they call it City, which is based, which Atomic Tom is based on, and, oh, I okay. not, and I was not a big fan of this. Like I oh, finished I it because I was like, all right, I'll just finish it, but I wasn't that intrigued. I didn't think the plot, the twist, were that, and my Shyamalan greatness of what he twist.
1: Okay, so but, on a on a scale between uh, the inside of a sweaty cowboy hat and the top of Mount Kilimanjaro um, with all your best friends, what do you give this?
0: Clean cowboy boots. No one wants them, but they're still there.
1: <laughs> so it's, this is okay. below average. It's below but, average, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm. Congratulations to Anthony Johnson for being able to uh, get this concern into a movie, but I'm surprised it worked
1: out as well as it did. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't finish Atomic Blonde, so that uh, I might agree with you if I read read that book. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, Keegan, did you read anything? I did. I uh, I read Why the Last Man. Oh,
0: that's a fantastic book series.
1: Uh this is just Volume One or okay. book. One. I, I own all ten, so. And it's by. It's produced by Vertigo. Um. And the artist is Pia Guerra, the penciler, Uh, Brian K Vaughan wrote it, Uh, Jose Marzan is the inker, Pamela Rambo, the colorist, Clem Robbins, the letterer, and the cover is by J.G. Jones. So that's quite a lot of people that worked on this. Um, So getting into the story, Uh, it's about the last man on earth all the men die of a weird virus all at once and the women are trying to figure out how to run the world and then um, something about clones in this and um, oh and he has a monkey who's also a man which is unusual because literally all the men even in animal species die Oh yeah, they die at the moment of the birth of a clone. I think, right? Um, yeah. You read you read this, right?
0: Yeah. So for those that don't know, they all all males died. So the first after the first successful clone ever, um, all males died at once.
1: Yeah, and and it's not clear if it's related or not. Um, could have just been a coincidence. So and you'll this, have to read
0: further this, issues to be sure. To be sure. Yeah,
1: this guy has a. Uh, some kind of medallion too from a magic shop that might have kept him alive we don't know Uh, or i think it was at the same moment he opened that medallion right
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so was it the box was it the clone were they related is his sister alive um is his girlfriend alive we don't know was his girlfriend a girl because that also comes up in this book um (laughs) i'm gonna move on to the art if that's okay The art is pretty standard comic book fair, um, realistic looking people. Um, I think that, you know, the characters are well defined. It it didn't really stand out, the art. Um, there's some cool pages with lots of, with lots of people, you know, but everything kind of, it just kind of looks like a movie. It's not. I wouldn't say the art was like stylized in any way, um, but the character designs are cool. Uh, the color, again, is just very—it's plain. It's kind of plain. It's kind of just color. It's not stylized. I didn't really recognize it for the color either. It kind—each color is in the proper color. Does that make sense? Yes.
0: Uh, any, how's the background and how's the inking?
1: Well, I, I would say that the the inking is well, well done. I mean, there's a lot of scenes at night, which I will give it credit for because those can be pretty bad sometimes in comics. Um, and you can, I'm, I'm guessing that the ink is, <laughs> inker did quite a good job on this frame for example, adding shadows and to the light source of this nighttime scene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, I, I mean, it's just really solid. I think the je ne sais quoi of this.
0: It's a pressure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's the writing for this particular book. Um, I really think this could have been drawn or colored by anyone. Uh, but what really stands out is the story, just the being no man on the planet uh, it's kind of this dystopian feeling um, the characters are really well defined and have strong um, intent strong wants and needs which uh, and, and it's a page turner you know you want to you want to finish this book um, it's well done the bad the bad the villains of this story like um, they cut off their one of their boobs, like the ancient uh,
0: Amazons.
1: Amazons, yeah. So that was kind of a cool twist, too. Um, yeah. So uh, overall, I would say the Juno like the thing that can't put it down for, is definitely the writing.
0: All right. Uh, on a scale of cutting off your own boobs with sharpened ice to being the last man on earth. And it being like porno world, uh, what should you go with?
1: Uh, which one is the bad one?
0: Cutting off your own boobs with ice? No,
1: like I should because porno yeah. world feels like it would be exhausting. It could. It would be like a living hell. Okay, fine. Uh, I mean, ba- there's no emotions in porn too, like
0: in, in 3D <laughs> porn with with
1: actual characters.
0: That aren't just like, oh, I'm your plumber. I'm gonna be here to fix you, to tighten you up or whatever.
1: You you mean three D like three dimensional characters? Yes. <laughs> Not like VR. Not like okay. VR. Yeah. So just uh, a very a highly emotionally evolved society where you're the only man and yeah. everyone like the still porn has... like
0: so in an 80 minute porn video, the first 75 minutes is you getting to know the person like like it's all sped up because like obviously this takes place over maybe days months or years and you get to know the person very well and then all it's like hey let's go fuck you're like yeah let's go fuck and he so, goes bounce you go bounce wow
1: why don't you just call it a like a romance movie
0: fine last man on earth romance movie it's a high-ranking one
1: okay i'm just saying because point is a little it's a little callous it's not i don't
0: know like, i i only watch porn for its plot so i don't know what you're talking about
1: well, you're missing the end. You fall asleep <laughs> before the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what, what, why are they taking their clothes off? This makes no sense. Go talk to her again.
1: Okay. Uh, well, I would have to give this a strong um, The Notebook.
0: Oh, that's, that's a really high rating. It is. Yeah, Notebook's solid romantic film.
1: Very solid. One best kiss. It did. In the rain. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um. Uh, yeah, but there's plenty of other men in that story. So mm-hmm.
0: there's even bad men in that story.
1: Only because I think that the art and colors could have been a little different. Mm-hmm. Could have been better, you know. Yeah. It almost looks like an old '90s comic. It's like it's got. I mean, it could be an old '90s comic. When did this come out? <laughs> well, two, thousand three. So it kind yeah. of it's right on the edge there, where they were still doing bare bones art. Mm -hmm. just to crank it out I mean don't get me wrong the art is really good you know you would want to hire this artist but um, I think today modern comics are kind of trying to stylize more to fit the story so but yeah the writing's outstanding that's good to hear I liked it well this has been a good episode yeah fantastic episode taking place over the Course of four days.
0: Yeah. It took us many days to finish this project. It sure like did. It. Sure did. Um, my name is Eric Schwartz and. And. What? what? What's your name?
1: Oh, I'm Keegan Chandler. Why don't you just make that easy on me? Oh, well, I said
0: Aim. I said my name is Eric Schwartz and. That was obviously clearly left for you to
1: think about. No, but let me give you an example. My okay. name is Keegan Shiner, and I just won the lottery. You see, could be anything after that, and.
0: But I didn't say anything afterwards. I left it open for you to pick My up. name is
1: Keegan Shiner, and I have a book in my hand.
0: That's not a pause. Drag pauses. My name is Eric Schwartz, and.
1: My name is Keegan Shiner, and you're listening to Dumb Comic Creators. We
0: need a catchphrase.
1: We do, and if you want to uh, support us, support our podcast please become a patron on our Patreon Uh, It's patreon.com slash dumbcomiccreators We are totally up for answering any of your questions Email us at dumbcomiccreators at gmail.com If you have any comics
0: you want us to read and review please send them our way
1: Yep, where any skill level if you just made a zine we'll even talk about that uh, we'd love to and uh, finally on Instagram Dumb Comic Creators Facebook Dumb Comic Creators uh, any other place Dumb Comic Creators if you go in the bathroom think about our show Dumb Comic Creators
0: alright anything else? still need a catchphrase
1: we do need a catchphrase alright yeah. alright well i uh, talk to you later
0: alright Bye.